Hey guys, welcome back to the 501st Com Chatter with me, Rory, and my good friend and co-host. Will, how are we all doing? How are we doing, my friend? Yeah, not too bad yourself. I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing good. Red- good, ready for the episode? I am. Uh, you ready to tell everyone what we're doing this week? Because I know some people are probably wondering what our little teasers have been about. Yeah, so we are going to talk about vintage Star Wars stuff. So, obviously, Will's got toys and I've got some shirts that we find might find quite interesting. And, yeah, it's going to the vintage style today. I know. I was, I'm, when I originally came up with this idea to you, mate, I was a bit like, mm, I don't know if we're going to find much. But I have found a lot of stuff about these toys. And, you know, I'm sure you found some pretty good stuff about clothes and all that. Yeah, I mean, I've got, obviously, I've got a top that was obviously interesting about um, Mark Hamill War, which you'll see in, in old photos of him, which is quite cool. But yeah, we'll talk about when we get to there. Nice. But um, obviously, you, you got quite a lot of stuff, so, with the toys, so. <laughs> so we'll, do you want me to go floor, first? The floor is yours. Okay, so, uh, when it comes to Star Wars vintage figures... There's basically one per like manufacturer that you look to, and that is Kenner. Now, Rory, if you remember that Rex figure I got you's got Kenner on the box. Phew. Okay, yeah. Now obviously Kenner have come back and you know, they've got like a whole new lot of figures and they look really good. Um but I'm going to be talking about the Vintage Collection. The collection that ran from 1978 to 1985. So, Kenner's figures, 1978, 85. Rory, how many figures do you reckon they sold in that period? No idea. I'll imagine it'd be quite a lot. They sold 300 million Star Wars action figures. That's quite a lot, actually. <laughs> 300 million figures were sold around the world, which basically financed uh, Empire and Return of the Jedi, pretty much, with the help of ticket sales. Now, someone did the maths. I didn't, I'm not taking credit for this. Stat... Head to toe of these figures, right? It's enough to travel the world four times. Hmm. Interesting. So many figures were sold that it was enough that it went round the world four times. Unbelievable. I, I don't even know, you know, can you imagine products doing that nowadays? No, you'd be waiting like at least 12 weeks or probably a year to that. Yeah. Get, get what you want. I mean, I'm still waiting for my Kenobi popping a box. <laughs> but... um, now, this was quite cool. A little interesting thing. Um, uh, George Lucas went to multiple uh, toy companies and they all basically said, we're not interested. The film's going to flop. We don't want anything to do with it. Uh so this small company in Cincinnati called Kenner said, do you know what? Yeah, we'll do it. We'll take it on. 
uh, and they hadn't really done any, I think it was, they hadn't done any, like, boy toys. They'd done, like, little plastic kitchen sets. Mm. Um, now, they had agreed to do the, the toys, like, two months before the film had been released. So there was no way that they were going to get anything, uh, like, made before Christmas of that year of 77 when Star Wars came out. So what they cleverly did, uh, at the end of 1977, they created a thing called the Early Bird Box, right? Now you're laughing okay. at this. Guess what was in it? What, a cup? I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> Basically, they created this box which uh, gave you like a Star Wars membership, uh, a certif a certificate to say that you were one of the first kids to own a Star Wars action figure. Uh, and then basically when they released the first 12 you got them you were able to get the first 12 and you know you showed okay. your little pass and you got the first 12. so it was quite cool you know i i could imagine people doing that nowadays with pops or that you know yeah. um now the first 12 figures came out in early 78 and they were r2d2 chewbacca luke leia Ben, Vader, C-3PO, a Stormtrooper, uh, a Death Squad Commander, which is basically like a, an Imperial, uh, a Jawa, and a Tuscan. And I think I said Han Solo as well. Um, now, Luke, when he first came out, he had a what they called a double telescoping uh, lightsaber, right? So it was like it could extend out from his wrist. It was a bit of sort of cheap plastic that, you know, made it look like he was holding a lightsaber. Um, but because of manufacturing costs, because of the little lightsaber bit, uh, it was soon discontinued. Um, Luke also became the first character to get a second figure of himself, uh, this time in his X-Wing pilot suit, which to me I think is one of my favourite suits. Again, I think I might have had that figure actually as a kid. I, I'm sure I do somewhere. You have to give it a, have a look around then, wouldn't you? I will. Yeah. Um, now, this was quite a clever thing that Kenner made on some of their figures, like Vader and Chewbacca. They only made one figure, right? Like, as in they had one mold, they didn't change okay, yeah. anything on the appearance or the accessories, but they repackaged it in the different boxes for the films. So you could get a Vader... In a New Hope package, a Return of the Jedi package, and an Empire Strikes Back package. But it was the same exact figure. Um, which, to me, baffled, you know, 
It's quite a clever way of doing business, especially with yeah, action figures. What do you think? Yeah, it's an interesting tactic. It's obviously obviously paid off for them. Yeah. Um, in the end, they made over 100 unique figures in that seven-year span. Hmm. Um, now, this was quite interesting. Uh, in all those figures, they basically had one Chewbacca, one Vader, but they had two different versions of a character called Clayto, who was a guard, uh, an apparent... Yeah, he was a guard in Jabba's palace. Okay. Yep. Um, they ended the series with the Power of the Force collection, which had 15 figures. And these were the last ones that Kenner made because there was obviously up-and-coming more different action films. You know, Return of the Jedi had finished two years ago. You know, it, it, it was a bit of a yeah. change. Um, and these figures came with a special coin, but sales weren't overly very good. And that was the end of the vid like the original collection. Now, you're probably not going to know this character, <laughs> but the last figure they made was called... Do you want to have a guess? No, if I don't know, I'm not going to try. <laughs> the last character that was released was Yakface. Okay. Uh, he was on... Um, he was on Jabba's sail barge. Uh, and he was in the background on that, sort of like a bit of like a lion head, weird looking character. But he was the last uh, one they created. Um, I will go into a bit more on him on a bit. But basically, because of the... They didn't make loads and loads of him. They never released it. In the United States, you could only get Yak Face in Canada, UK, and the rest of Europe. So, yeah, mm. very interesting. Um, going on to some of the vintage Star Wars vehicle toys that they made. Uh, again, most of these, if no, actually all of these are Kenner, again. You know, Ken, like I said, Kenner was the the main guys behind all the Star Wars toys. So they made a... Uh, I'm just going to go through a couple of them. ATST Scout Walker. Uh, they released it in 82 uh, with uh, Empire Strikes Back's box on Hoth. Uh, and then they re-released it in 83 with uh, Return of the Jedi box because of uh, it was mainly you you see it a lot more in that one um, it had a little push button on the back where you could make the legs move up and down which a lot of kids loved um, and you could also which I think is a very clever little technique you could lock the button in place and use let the ATST stand there 
So, you know, you can lock it in place and keep it standing still, which are, you know, very cool feature. Uh, we have a Rebel Troop Transport, which came out in 1979. Um, it was used as like a playset, but you could also use it as a carrier case. So you could take the top off and put up to 42 figures in this little ship mm. and carry it around. So if you were going over your friends, just put all your figures in it and take it over. Have a nice easy. little battle. Nice and easy. Yeah. Uh, it it was made all the way up until 84. So when it got to 84, Kenner decided to stop making it. Because you know, obviously declining interest in Star Wars and, um, you know, sales. Mm. Uh, the Y-Wing, which is another quite cool one, was released in 1983. Now, this is quite interesting. Even though it was prominently shown in uh, A New Hope, they didn't actually make a toy of it until after Return of the Jedi. Okay. Which I thought was a bit strange, but, you know, quite an interesting way of doing it. Um, had one of the coolest electronic features on a Kenner vehicle, like Star Wars toy. Uh, battery powered, it would have the gun turret, like, spin around on top and make laser sounds. Okay. As a kid, you love stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, you go you go wild for that stuff. Exactly. Uh, obviously, the X-wing. Kenner made two versions. Uh, they made the original white and the battle damaged one. Now I saw one a video earlier where some guy basically combined, well, created a third version where he had the battle damaged version but took off the battle damage stickers. Um, right. But apparently he, he said it looked a lot better because the guns and the uh, front of the engines were black. So it's all, and the cockpit cover was like a more tinted black. So it made it stand out a little bit more, which yeah, I get. They made the 8080 in 1981. 17 and a half inches tall, adjustable legs and movable head. It had room in the middle compartment for 10 figures. Again, you know, put your figures in there, take it over to your mates. Uh, another cool little feature on this one, it had battery powered uh, chin guns that moved forward and back and lit up. Hmm. Uh, and the last one I'm going to say about the ships is the Millennium Falcon. Obviously, I had to finish on this one, guys. You know, iconic ship. Uh, they made it from 79 to 83. It was like the flagship of the Kenner collection of vehicles, basically. Uh, it had a little smuggling compartment. You know, uh, you could take off the back and explore the... 
insides of the Falcon, had a little gunner's seat, could put two people in the cockpit. You know, quite, you know, a simple little one, but again, everyone wanted the Millennium Falcon. Of course. Right, now I've got a fun one with you here, Rory. I'm going to talk about the most expensive figures. Okay. Right. So, uh, Darth Vader with... Remember I said earlier about the double telescope feature of you basically move the plastic like in and out and it looks like yeah. you can do that. How much do you reckon you could get one of those for? What now? Yeah. I'm I'm gonna say probably knowing eBay and stuff, probably about five hundred quid. Between two and eighteen grand. Between two and two thousand and eight for eighteen thousand dollars. <clears throat> <laughs> I mean, I've got more. I've got my uh, my pop list is about that much. Mm. Um, yak face. That's gonna be if that if it's if it's not very pop, not very almost like a rare one. I'm gonna say at least twenty to thirty grand. Okay, not as much that one. This one, uh, this one was two thousand three hundred. Now again, this was because it was it wasn't sold in the U.S. So you know, if you want to get this one and you're living in the U.S.A., you're gonna be paying some money for it because you guys sadly never got it. So who knows? It might be cheaper for us over here if you have a look on our eBay. I don't. Hey, know. You never know. Um, now this was a interesting one, Vlix. From the Star Wars droids um, feature that they did, like TV show that wasn't very good. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> How much do you reckon? Five hundred. Six k. Okay. Um, because it was only released in Brazil. And it is one of the only figures and toys which uh, is actually very valuable that is not based on the original Star Wars films. Because obviously it was from Star Wars droids. It wasn't from oh, okay, yeah. one of the original series or that. So, uh, very interesting. Now, medical droid... Um, Empire Strikes Back, FX Seven. Want to have a guess? Five grand. You get, you get, you're getting close. Ten grand. Ten thousand wow. dollars. Someone bought uh, one of these for because they must have been a big FX Seven fan. Because yeah. Just <laughs> it was one of those ones it had a lot of the arms you could actually move like all seven arms I think it had oh, okay nice. okay now if you hear me say this guy's name a little bit for the next couple I apologise but it's because of the value uh, unpainted 
Boba Fett prototype. Hmm. Um. I'd, it's got to be about fifty k. Seventeen k. Uh. Basically, the reason why these Boba Fetts are so expensive, right? Is when uh, they made uh, this this Boba Fett, a a kid um, was playing with a Battle Star Galactica toy, and he choked and died on a one of those little small projectiles. Now, because obviously this projectile was on the Boba Fett thing. Uh, they were like, yeah, we're not making it. So there, it's very hard to get because they've also, they, you know, there is a couple of like finished versions, but they never got to the kids. They were like kept. So the unpainted one, uh, someone bought for $17,000. Okay, now unpunched Boba Fett. Is the next one. Um, now 20. when I oh, oh, twenty seven, no. twenty seven thousand dollars, people. Now the reason why it was worth so much is because, you know, when someone says perfect condition, yeah, this was that. So when it says unpunched, you know the figure case, uh, like box and the package it comes in. Yeah, the little hole that it slides on the the shelf and railing wasn't broken; it was still intact. So this box and figure was <laughs> so clean, you know. <laughs> Bloody hell! That's why it went for twenty-seven thousand dollars. Right, I've got two more for you. Here. Right um, now, obviously, I have explained why. But rare rocket firing Boba Fett. Hmm. Um. That's got to be the same level, like thirty k maybe. Uh, rare rocket Boba Fett sold recently for fifty thousand American dollars. Again, like I said, because there is so few out there, this was bought by, you know. It was never released, basically. They made it, but they never released it because they didn't want to kill children with little firing like Boba Fett's. Because originally they had like two designs. They had like an L design on the back, but the spring used to flick up itself. And then there was like a J one which locked in, but yeah, they still were a little bit scared of kids. So. Now, this one, this is quite an interesting one. A Jawa with a cape. Mm, Jawa with a cape. <laughs> Ten? Ten K. Yeah. One sold recently, 53,000 American dollars. 
Okay. Now, basically, there is a reason behind it. The first releases of um, the Jawa had a vinyl cape. Okay. Um, But basically, because it was so much smaller than the other figures, uh, parents weren't overly happy uh, spending the same amount of money on a normal figure when they were getting a a lot smaller, you know, a smaller figure. So what they did is the first releases had the vinyl cape and then they got rid of them and they replaced them with a cloth cape. So the cloth material replaced them. So if you can find uh, a Jawa with a vinyl cape figure and in a mint condition, you're looking at a lot of money, people. <laughs> Rory, you mm. got any of these figures? No, probably not. Maybe. <laughs> you can have a little look after this episode, see if you can I've, find it. I've got to find toys I've actually got somewhere. I know I've got stuff somewhere, but where, where? I mean, yeah. I think I've got some in the loft. Uh, I think I've got some of the original ja- uh, Ewoks, but they wouldn't be in their box. They're in a <laughs> they're in a big box or something in the loft. I'm going to have to go oh. looking for them. You could, be, you could have a lot of money in there. I know. Um, so yeah, that's it for me with uh, you know vintage Star Wars toys. If you are one of the lucky people that actually owned any of the original collection, you know from seventy eight to eighty five, or you've got one of these ultra rare ones that are super expensive, please get in touch. We would love to hear from you guys, and we might even bring you on the show because I I mean I yeah. I want to, I want to hear you guys tell us about your little Star Wars collections and where you got them from. So please, get in touch with us if you have some. Yeah, we'd love to look at your collection, see what you've got. Uh, so yeah, Rory, what you got for us? So I've got a couple of t- like vintage T-shirts, which are quite interesting. So there's one called uh, uh the Vintage Tun Tun T-shirt, which looks like a picture of Tun Tun and like. Uh, the hoff background in a circle saying tun tun um it's not like it's like it's almost like a comedy face portrayal of it okay but um it was um it was phil's tibbet uh tun tun shirt from the empire strikes back and he credited that with stop motion animation and miniature op- optical effects of the movie so it was, it was quite a big deal but um the art was was by by Ken Ralston and it's dated in nineteen seventy nine, and this is currently the Holy Grail apparently. If it's recent auction of, off one of these shirts and it fetched up about three thousand dollars. And the rumor is there's only a dozen, dozen made, in the world. So there's only twelve in the world. Yeah. That's the that's oh. the rumor flying around. <laughs> I know I just said it, but if you own one of these t-shirts, please get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Exactly. This one, this one, no, nobody has apart from the crew. It's um, it's the a Darth barbecue barbecue tea with an unpolished Empire logo. Obviously, in nineteen seventy nine again, and it was only given to the cast and crew members, so no one apart from the cast and crew should have that top. Unless they unless they've sold it, unless it's sold it off, which they probably have. 
That might be quite cool. You know, if your yeah. granddad or your dad's got one of those t-shirts lying around, you might want to ask him about what he's been up to. <laughs> yeah, he could have been on the Empire Strikes Back set. My gosh. Um, so another one is, is a Blue Harvest top. Obviously, it was the fake title for Return of the Jedi. Obviously, to help to prevent fans from stalking and storming the sets. This what is only given to Blue Harvest. Ah, yes. I so, obviously, again, it was given to the cast and crew. So, if they, they were walking around and they've seen it, they think, right, that's, that's the new new title of the, of the, the, <laughs> the, the, the third, third episode. Obviously, the sixth episode of the Star Wars. <laughs> And and another one which I don't know don't know much on, but it was um this is a Star Wars top with a nice little triangle thing with Luke on it and the sun. Um, I don't know who who any had these, but um, this obviously this this T-shirt was only given to their their contact Mark Hamill, and it's in absolute mint condition and has never been worn. Obviously, apart from Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill wearing it. So, whoever's got that, that's going to be worth a fortune. Mm. So, and also, there's, a, there's, there's, there's a quite a few tops that actually the cast members did have. Okay. So, obviously, them two, uh, they had a... Obviously, another... There's an Empire... There's a certain Empire Crew t-shirt. So, another... L- ILM Empire Crew T-shirt, and this 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 was a eighty eighty T-shirt. So it was like they got a picture of it landing as it crashed on Hoff when he got taken. Oh. You know, as it got tangled up, got a picture of that. That's that's only for crew members, crew T-shirts. And another one was is a pretty cool one. Obviously, it's um Darth Vader. Obviously, it's, it's a Star Wars Marin unit, and he's literally just in a bath with his <laughs> helmet on. Nice little cool one there for you. If anyone's got these, then whoever's got whoever knows someone who's got one of these, let us know. Now, I don't know if you found one on this, but wasn't there a special coat that the people, the crew on Empire, when we're filming? the Hoff scenes in Iceland and all that, that they had like a special blue coat and a company recently just released a couple more editions of it. Yeah, I, I, I actually completely forgot about that actually. But I, I know exactly which ones you're on about. It's the like there a was... blue coat, isn't it? Like a keep warm in sort of like Arctic yeah. conditions, isn't it? Yeah, I, I had, I'm sure it had like Empire Strikes Back on it. Or something. Mm, I think there was wrong. like some logos on the like yeah. uh, badges on the sleeves as well. Because the, when they filmed Hop, it was a quite they they made it quite a cold environment, didn't they? So mm. they had obviously had to keep warm. <laughs> um, another one again, another one that was um, made for the crew was an X X Wing Tie Fighter Dogfight T-shirt. So you have the X wing in front, the tie fight behind them. It's almost obviously like a case in the battle, nice little battle scene. Again, it was, it was made in nineteen seventy six and made for the crew. 
So the crew members have a lot of shirts they should, <laughs> should, have, should have kept. If you're getting anything from this podcast right now, is if you are a crew member on a Star Wars film or project, you're probably walking away with a really cool special t-shirt. <laughs> and probably worth a bit now, yeah. just day and age. <laughs> probably quite a bit. Oh, another thing, another thing I found quite interesting was I looked up a briefly on like what was like the most expensive vintage clothing Star Wars has released. Okay. And it and it came with two things. One was a Luke Skywalker action figure. Don't know why that it got involved with clothing, but we'd ignore that. <laughs> this is this is dated back in 2015, so it could have been a long time ago, before and or, or that day or yeah. It was sold for 20000 on eBay. And this one, Le- Leia's slave dress from Return of the Jedi. Is this the one she wore? Yeah. If I'm, from what I'm reading, yes. Okay. So Carrie Fisher's worn slave Leia dress. Yeah, so it says from Return of the Jedi. So that, make, that, that gives me the impression that it was from the set. Yeah. So how much do you reckon that, that was... I'm gonna. When was it sold? It it didn't exactly give me enough information about that. Okay, because I was uh, gonna say if it was before Carrie Fisher, I'd probably have said lower. But if it was after her, her passing, probably more. I'm gonna go for ten thousand. Quite quite more than that, eighty thousand dollars. And obviously, they said um, the original, obviously, the chump change considering a mini fi- miniature from the original film was sold for 375000 So, you're losing out on a bit of money, but not not drastically. Yeah. This is one that you probably would have wanted. Uh... Again, again, these cast and crew got spoiled so much. <laughs> that sounds it. Uh, so this is um, uh, I Survived the Star Wars Trilogy t-shirt. And it's got Chewie, it's got Chewie holding C-3PO with an arm and, and his body off and R2-D2 next to him. And um, yeah, obviously it was given to him in 1985. And it, again, it's a contender for the Holy Grail because it's quite rare. Again. So who if you know it, who got that? Was it like given to the cast of Return of the Jedi, or was that given to like actors who had made it through all three films, basically? From what I'm gathering, it said obviously Lucasfilm gave it to the cast and crew. So oh, I, I, can't, okay. I imagine, imagine they give it to everyone who played a part in the trilogy. Yeah. Or, or unless they're being total. Um, Jerk, should we, should we say, um, <laughs> people who survived in their trilogy. <laughs> yeah, you'd, uh, you know, you'd have to feel sorry if uh, they didn't give one to Darth Vader. <laughs> he got all the way to the end. And then... I technically he appeared in the fourth guy, so technically he did survive the trilogy. <laughs> yeah, but can a ghost wear a t-shirt? But they can, in- they can interact with... With things in the in the in the world, so they probably oh. could. <laughs> well, I hope he had it. I hope he got one of these t-shirts. 
Um, one last top again. This is quite interesting. One. This is a glow in the dark Return of Jedi T-shirt with Vader and Luke on it, on the Death Star. So obviously, this was um, it's a common design apparently. This is obviously apart from it's a glow in the, glow in the dark prototype that was developed by Lucasfilm. It is only given one. Only two or three were ever printed, so they are extremely rare. Wow. This was acquired from a gentleman who worked at Fruit of the Loom as their printing supervisor in 1982 to 1984. Obviously, he oversaw Lucas' account and personal work to bring this glow, glow version into into play, including working work closely with the ink chemist to perfectly to perfect the glow ink. So again. If you have, there's got to be this because there's only two or three in the world that could be anywhere. It could be, it could be framed in someone's house right now, and we don't even know about it. Do you know what the worst thing is? There is probably one of those in the world somewhere, which is probably scrambled up in someone's wardrobe, like yeah, not being used, you know, gathering dust. Like yeah, spiders, rats could be eating it. Oh, that's the, the see. This is the thing. Now I know Rory, you're a little bit of one as well, and I'm one as well. We're Star Wars collectors, aren't we? You know, we want to collect oh, things. Yeah. We want to collect things like these T-shirts and these action figures. And you know, there's people out there who probably have some right now and just don't appreciate or understand the value of these t-shirts or these figures you know yeah so if you know someone who could potentially have a vintage collected let them know let us know and we'll be depending the price wise anywhere we'll be happy <laughs> to take it off their hands yes definitely and also you know thanks to rory you know I own technically a bit of Star Wars vintage stuff now with uh, the vintage limited edition Coca-Cola cup that Rory got us, got me for my, uh, for our present that swapped for last month, which, dude, I still love, you know, <laughs> it's still there. I would look at it every day. I Definitely won't drink out of it though, because you know it's from 1979, and I don't want to wash and break it. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was quite surprised that it turned out the way it did. Should we say? Because you never know with eBay. Mm. But yeah, sometimes you, even though it, thing is, it could be completely false. But I, I'm choosing to believe it's true. It looks like it. It looks like it was was from that time. Anyway. I genuinely believe it's true. Like. The, the sort of the feel of the plastic, it feels like an older plastic, like an older mould and that was used. You know? Yeah. Because I think back in the day it was quite rock hard plastic, wasn't it really? Yeah. And I doubt you're going to be able, it's like, it's not something you can easily replicate, I don't think. No. So what year was it again? What, 19... the, what the mug? Oh, yeah, the cup, yeah. sorry. Uh, 1979. It's a 1979. Kenobi Cup. <laughs> that sounds like sounds like a, like a trophy, doesn't it? Yeah. Congratulations! You just con you just earned the Kenobi Cup. 
Yeah, so yeah, it seems legit. Looks like I had one for. Looks like I had one for Leia and Luke. You got loads of stuff on there. Maybe maybe I'll find you another one and you can add <laughs> to your collection. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I I will appreciate that. I think I think like we could do we should do that like just like when we do the gifts and everything. We can we can always like try and just find out like the most vintage thing as well we can find. That's a good idea. So for your, I might, I might tell you already. Then for your next gift, when we do it, I might see if I can find like one of these figures, just one of these figures that I can send you. Yeah, and um, what we will do actually, we can do. Uh, um, I'm thinking for our fiftieth episode, which is a long way away anyway. Mm. Well, but for all, for everyone who's listening, we can do a giveaway for a vintage, vintage Ooh. gift. And let them spoil spoil the spoil the listeners. Yep. <laughs> I don't see why not. Why not? Let's let let's do something big and bold. You know, like me and you are getting tattoos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's do everything. Let's do it. Um. But yeah, but- you, you know, if you guys have got. You know something that's vintage you know it doesn't have to be a piece of clothing or a figure you know if you like me if you've got a collection of these mug like plastic cups from 79 or i think there was a uh, a group uh batch and that made in 77 as well so you know you might have some of the newer stuff just yeah get in touch we want to hear what you guys have got yeah, and like we said before, let us know if you want to get rid of them. I'll take it off your hands. <laughs> yes, we'll we'll start a little collection going. Yeah, we'll get it. Yeah, so when 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 you when we get big, hopefully we can have a nice little background. You can see all our background every time, all our collections. <laughs> There's a lot of people on TikTok that have nice collectible stuff, and I really want it. And it's like. I'm willing. To, I'm willing to cry. I'm really willing to do time to, to to go and rob someone's house and nicking this stuff. It's pretty cool. Well, you see how committed he is after my Rex. Yeah. See, I'll, I'll get it one day. <laughs> one day, my young Padawan. One day. It's not going to be pretty. <laughs> right? Do you want to? Uh, do you want to do ship of the week? Yeah. So I, since we started doing vintage stuff, I have gone for the the first ship that was. That was appeared on that uh, one. Okay. Any ideas? Yeah. Now, I, uh, I'm I'm hoping I've got the right name here, but I'm gonna go for. Is it the Tantai Four? Yeah, that is correct. Yes. I thought what about, what what better way to do it vintage if we're gonna go for the first ship to appear in in the movie? Yep. So as we all know, it was um, it was owned by two people, obviously Bail Organa and Leia Organa. Obviously, it was a, it was a Rebel Alliance Navy. It was an obviously older on fleet, and it was destroyed in thirty five ABY on Exegol. Oh, really? It survived yeah. all the way till then? Apparently so. I mean, once the, you know, once the, I think it was the Executor 
Darth Vader's ship took it. I thought that would have been the end of it. They would have scrapped it. Yeah, they must have. Left it. Obviously, you know what? Just imagine if the Jawas could were in space. Oh. They would have. They would have a field day. Space Jawas. Utini. Lucasfilm, get it in. Get it in there. <laughs> space Jawas. I can kick him even further now. <laughs> um, so th- it's, the length is 126 metres. Maximum speed. What do you reckon? How do you reckon, Will? Um, 1,200 kmh. 1,200? So it's actually a little bit lower than that. It's 950 oh, kph. Oh, okay. Not too so, far um, off that one. So the model was a, a CR90. Product line was older on the Diplomatic, Diplomatic Cruiser. And um, it had um, quite a few, few stuff with it. So as we know, it had... Um, where is it gone? So it had um, four... Four... Okay, sorry. Four twelve passenger escape pods. Mm-hmm. Um, how eight small escape pods? How many crew members do you reckon it had? Um, well, judging by that one, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say hundred and fifty. Very. It's lower than that. Forty six crew and thirty nine oh. diplomats. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I was expecting more than that because it's it's not exactly a small ship. It's not exactly a massive ship either. No, and then when obviously when you you just said about how many like escape pods it had, I would have you know to assume there was more people on it. Apple. Yeah. So um. Yeah, so a little bit about it. So, um, it's uh, of the House of Organa. The ship was a central player to, in the event of the beginning of the Galactic Civil War, serving as obviously Leia Organa's um, personal starship in the lead up of the Battle of Yavin. Decades later, the vessel would play a crucial role during the war between the First Order and the Resistance when it took part in the, the climatic Battle of Exegol. During the battle, the, the obviously the ship was destroyed by Darth Sidious' forced lightning attack. Oh, so it did fully destroyed it then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like obviously it was quite a well-known ship throughout the galaxy. As you know, who doesn't know Bail Organa and Leia Organa? True. Um, its hyperdrive rating was class two, so it was. Well, it was alright. Right. <laughs> it wasn't class it wasn't one, no, right. but <laughs> it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. <laughs> um, yeah, nice vintage ship, and it, obviously it was the first ship we we saw in Star Wars: New Hope. Um, the fleet was the same older on fleet. Um, obviously the ship we talk about a little bit of bail. Obviously, it was used by Bale as the mobile headquarters during the, his duties on the, the Senator of Alderaan and that after the Clone Wars. Organa took it to Koidara in order to negotiate with King Katun, Katun, 
Kentuto, Kentuko, whatever his name oh, is. Oh, King Katunda. Katakunda. About the possibility of use, using his world as a staging ground for the Republic supply mission to Rylov. Obviously, one year later, the rise of the Galactic Empire it was briefly taken into Ahsoka Tano, broken into by Ahsoka Tano in, in her quest to speak to Bale. Obviously, this is what we see in Rebels, I believe. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she had an R2 disc, a sister in this, and astromatic droid secretly opened the, the door, one of the, the airlocks, so Ahsoka wearing a spaceship could clock sleep right inside it and assist with the activation of Radar. So, is that overall? We could go on about it, uh, too too long if we wanted to, but overall, it was quite quite a popular ship, quite uh, quite a simple ship, isn't it? But it it stood its ground. The ship stood its ground when it needed to. Unless it's getting uh, chased by uh, a star destroyer, an Imperial star yeah. destroyer, you know. And it's got it's got no choice then. It's got no chance. <laughs> no. So there you go, there's the there's ten to five four ship. Thank you for that, my friend. I think I was again, I think perfect choice for the vintage epi- vintage episode that we've done today, you know. Talking yeah. about old old toys and old vehicles, you know. Why not start with the one that we first ever see we first see? Yeah, I mean I had that the the vintage um video the VHS tapes at my nan's house when I was younger. We used to before I go to bed when I stay around. I used to watch um, the the first week of New Hope, then Empire Strikes Back the next week, and then finishing off with the Return of Jedi. And I, I did that quite a lot. <laughs> I think you're not the only one. I think there was a lot of us that watched the original Star Wars films on VHS, my friend. You know, this was like before in... streaming and DVDs were a, a thing. <laughs> I mean, you just got to give credit because that that kind of a technology they had then to what they did now, and people still look at it and go, like obviously now we know it's not the best stuff, but at the time it was it was amazing. Yeah, of course. What they, what they what they portrayed and how they did the, the obviously the fight scenes and everything, even the spaceships and the planets. It's it's it was it was it was quite amazing, quite truly masterful masterpiece really. Yep, and that's why you know this is a franchise that has survived since the seventies, and is now in our twenty twenties thriving with new shows and projects. Yeah, and and that just reminded me on my TikTok one. Obviously, I did a joke about woman a woman saying that Star Wars was overrated, an overrated movie, and everything. And this guy goes, yeah, "She's right," and I went. I disagree, but and he was like, "Okay, give me one good valid reason." One of these guys, a good valid reason. He had to make that point. Good valid reason. And then obviously my argument was, well, the story's great, and the fact that it's still t- talked about just as much as it was back in the day to this day. Mm-hmm. I think that pretty much said that it's not overrated. He didn't reply to me then. But <laughs> he's one well, of guys I think you kind me... of uh, made him shush. Yeah, but the fact they went give me a good valid reason. Like well, if if it's still talk talked about to this day, and stuff still goes on about today in make, making new shows, doesn't make it overrated, does it? It makes it quite. It makes it uh, sought after, and people still want it. You know. 
And I think yeah. people shouldn't forget that. But again, you know, you look at, like, like we are said about the figures today, you look at the amount of figures that they bring out in terms of Star Wars characters, TV shows, Clone Wars, whatever, you know, all the boxes and packaging is all based on this on the original designs for these figures with Kenner and, you know, <laughs> somehow these figures have survived till now, basically. I know they're new, new figures and made nowadays, not then, but, you know, give the franchise um, some love. <laughs> Exactly, appreciate it more than other. But um, just thinking, guys, um, if you have something that you you truly possess, and it's quite something you had, even something from your childhood, even something now, just just send us an email. We'd love to see what your prior possession or most valuable. Yeah, ex- exactly. And you know, it can be, it can be something newer days. Like for me, mine is my Captain Rex Funko, but that is a more modern thing. You might have a, a figure that you used to play with from, again, the original series or from the newer release. And this might just have so much sentimental value to you. You know, share it with us. We want to see it. We'll give you a shout out. Maybe next start a next episode. If we've got enough of you guys involved, we'll start the episode talking about, you know, talking about your collections and giving you guys a little shout out. Because we'd love to see what you guys have yeah and you'll if you if you send us pictures as well we we can we could do a little photo gathering of all the collectibles that you have we can share it on our tiktoks give you a nice little shout out yeah and on our twitter as well exactly so just, just let us know give us an email you know our email the 501st com chat at gmail.com give us an email and then that's it nice and simple so if it, if it's if it's too special, I'm I'm nicking it off you. Yeah. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> yeah, just just remember that, okay? Just remember that Rory is listening, and he will be, uh, you know, he will be trying. So you'll be you'll be on my list anyway. <laughs> right, that's our trooper of the week time. Let's go. Now, do you want to go first, or shall I go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, so my guy is called Pretty Good with Pops. Okay. Let me just make sure. Let me just make sure I've got that completely right. I don't want to completely offend him. <laughs> but um, yeah, he, his video was obviously he's one of them. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty pretty good props. Sorry, not with Pops. Props. Apologies for that. Um, yeah, he had a video. I'm just showing it's just one of them videos a younger me would be proud of me. And obviously he's come a long way. He creates I think he does his own cosplays and everything. He's got a nice Boba Fett one, nice Mandalorian and a pretty cool Cad Bane one. And yeah, like obviously young kid he, he probably didn't expect to be be where he is today. And he's obviously he's proud of himself. So yeah. Proud keep up keep up the good work. Proud you should be should be proud. So pretty good prop. You're my trick for the week. I'm glad to hear it. Now this guy <laughs> is a little bit more of a different trooper of the week for for us today, but it it is perfect for um for today's episode as well. To be honest, so he's one of our avid 
Twitter listeners. Um, he listens to our show. He gets excited for us when we say we're releasing a new episode. And, you know, he posts his little Star Wars podcast playlist each week to for you guys to enjoy. So mine, going is at a rural farm boy. Okay. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna message him in a bit and just you know let him know. But in his little profile and stuff, it put uh, vintage lifestyle. So you know, you just know if we're doing a vintage episode. <laughs> this was the perfect episode to have him on. Um, but yeah, no, a little shout out to him. He, I've decided to make Rural Farm Boy my Trooper of the Week. Thank and you for all the support, my friend. And keep up the good work. Yeah, thank, thanks for listening to us. We obviously really do appreciate it. And hope you keep listening. Yeah. And it's just nice as well when you, you see him like like uh, one of our tweets saying that we've got an upcoming episode and he will do a gif of him like rubbing his hands like someone rubbing his hands like oh i can't wait so yeah right guess the character let's do guess the character right Have you got one in mind uh mm, yeah yeah i've got one in mind Oh, I got one in mind. Yeah. Oh? Yeah, I've got one in mind. Right, so... I normally uh, I normally guess first this time. So do you want to have a guess first this time? Yeah, I'll, I'll guess first. Go on then. Right, so you ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Three, two, one, go. Male or female? Male. Get Seth. Uh, neither. Clone. No. Uh, politician. No. Bounty hunter. No. Um. Droid. No. Prequels, sequels, or originals. Was he in Return of the Jedi? No. Originally the first one. Yes. Okay. Thirty seconds. Okay. One more question. Um, okay, I've got an idea, but I'm not going to be completely wrong. But this question will be able to see if I've if I've got the answer or not. Um, did he die in A New Hope? Yes. Okay, now I need to figure this out <laughs> because the one person I think of straight away is. Sassy Owen. Ooh. Is this is this your final answer? Yeah. I'm afraid it's the wrong answer. Oh. I mean, I, when you said you got it, I was like, I think he's got it. I think he's got it. Would you would you like a would you like me to tell you? Yeah, tell me. You may fire when ready. Oh, him. Admiral Tarkin, ladies and gentlemen. Grand Moff Tarkin, sorry. Grand Moff uh, Tarkin. It, I was thinking at the time, and I, I could. I thought I had a question saying, "Was he? Was he? Was he like in the on the Death Star?" 
If you just said that, I think you would have got it. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the fact when he said died, I think I instantly thought of Sassy Owen. Uh, cooked. Okay, you ready for my one? Okay. Okay, you ready? Three, two, one, go. Male or female? Uh, I'd say male. <laughs> okay. But, uh... Okay. Whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 what's going okay. on? <laughs> okay, we'll restart that because that, that is, because, yeah, yeah, I'll restart that because this, per- this, this character is a male, but he doesn't identify as a male. Not identify as a male, but you wouldn't go, oh, yeah, he's a male character. <laughs> so if... this is... Okay, this is so odd. So, so for, this, for this question, I'll say no. But I'll, start, I'll reset the clock, so no, no. Okay, so, okay. Because that doesn't really help. So tell me when you're restarting it, then. Okay, I'll restart in three, two, one, go. Uh, originals, prequels, or sequels? All of them. Uh, droid? Yes. Uh, tall or small? Small. Blue and white? Yeah. I think I've got it. I think I've got it. Uh, okay, I'm just going to do some more questions anyway. Uh, owned by Anakin and Luke? Um, yes. Stop. Okay. I've I've got it I've got it, but but should I just answer ask another question just for the hell of it? Go for it. Did he fall in the swamp on Dagobah? Yeah. Is it R two D two? It is R two D two. Yes. Woo. <laughs> now, thought, see, thought... your first question completely threw me off. And then... That's what, that's what I'm saying. He, technically, he, he's a male, but he's not a... You okay. don't identify as a male character, do you? You cast him as a droid. True. And then when you were like, he's been in all of them, I was like, well, that really narrows it down. Because, you know, <laughs> it wasn't was, too was... many. I was thinking of another droid, but then I chose to go for this one because I didn't think you'd get you'd go for a droid. Who so. were you thinking for the other one? R four, Obi Wan's one. Ah, uh, yeah, he didn't make it out of the prequels, did he? Maybe he made it out for one episode. <laughs> no, because he was in um, he was in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, he got he, yeah. Oh, yeah. He got blue. blue he got destroyed in the Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, he's like, oh, four words. <laughs> but yeah, no, okay. Interesting, interesting one this week. Yeah. So if I think if it was R four, I don't think you would have got it. But no, if it was R four, I'd have been really struggling. I'd have just been trying to think of droids like mad. Like, <laughs> uh... But yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you think of today's vintage episode? We hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed looking up and finding out all these really cool intro info. You know, I now want to finish this episode and I want to go out and see if I can find some of these vintage figures that I might have. What about you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm ready to start looking for some vintage stuff. Because <laughs> I've got, got loads of, obviously I've got my, my Jewel of Fates set up now completely. Oh. Bungo Park. 
that took that took me a while to get right because it's a bit annoying. But I want to get some vintage stuff. That's the main thing. Again, but... you keep an eye on our Twitter and TikToks because you know if we do find anything in our little collections in our lofts or that, we'll probably be putting that out there and showing you guys. You know. Exactly, and um, as I as promised last week, I have done a bit of research. <laughs> how to pronounce for the republic in german okay so yes obviously if you guys don't know what's going on uh we've been getting a lot of different countries start listening to us so in honor of that rory will be doing for the republic in said language so this week he has got it ready for us in german so from me guys i hope you've enjoyed today's episode you know make sure to send us an email and get in touch with us we want to hear more from you guys and yeah may the force be with you and from Rory. and and from me for the republic